Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. have some warfare to do but just as Chris Reed just prophesied over Virginia and I knew he was prophesying over over Karen and I specifically that how God wins Virginia is how he's going to win this nation so can we just say roll up your sleeves and let's fight and let's quit being wimps okay and so um and and it looks like but I'm believing it's going to change uh it looks like some thieves in the night came along and took uh what um, what we had prayed for and believed for and prophets had prophesied. Okay, never be confused or ashamed for praying and believing God's will. It's called persevere. How? You add to your faith perseverance. If you have faith, then you get to add to it perseverance. I will tell you, adding perseverance in a corporate uh, uh, thing that the entire church is called to do instead of personally is kind of nice because I went through 16 years of life and death with my son. Um, I know what it's like to persevere. I know what it's like to hear doctor reports that are horrific. I know what it's like to hear bad reports. I know what it's like to go to God weeping and crying and not pretend to faith, but real brokenness saying, okay, show me, me, show me how to change this, show me what to do and doing everything he shows me to do and watching every single thing change and not one single thing the devil prophesied over his life has happened. But it was 16 years. So let's wake up and realize it's going to take probably longer than that to win this nation. Can we all say amen and go after it and watch God do this? Because we have to win this nation because then we have to go to the nations. And then God is going to perform what he's going to do to teach us to win this, to bring forth a bride without spot or wrinkle, which is only half of the church if you go by Jesus Christ's parable. So I'm going to be in that half. I don't know about you. Right now, it's probably not 10% of the church that's the bride of Christ. Ooh, maybe not even 3%. So what do we have to do? We have to see people mature and grow and come to know Christ and lay down everything else. We've seen so many miracles. We've, we've seen so many miracles anyway. But in the last two months, we've seen so many miracles. I'm talking, no question about it, miracles. So did God show you anything? You don't have to tell us what it is. Did, he, did you go deeper? Did you go to where the door was open? Okay, and did you ask God to, for, to heal you? And you forgive everybody? And you forgave yourself? All right, come up. Somebody catch. Okay, so you've asked God. You've really forgiven everyone. You've forgiven your father. Oh, you've forgiven your mother. You know you have a oh, glorious. You broke the power of all false doctrine about healing that's been prophesied. And you, you're so thankful that what they, there's this mass, whatever, but they, they know it's benign because God already showed them that. But we don't even want you to go through surgery. Happy holidays would be nice not to have surgery. So now be healed in the name of Jesus. Okay, so, whoa. All right. Now, you don't have to worry about it no more. You can go to your little x-ray, and they're going, whoa. Okay, so, all right, so how fun is this? See, everybody wants 
personal ministry time. I'll be honest, I don't have time to do personal ministry time. So I actually use the time that we're here to do whatever he wants done. So everybody doesn't call me and come. And Sylvia, you're completely healed. Like your body's healed. But the strength. So we speak strength of you. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So get your little drums going at home, Rennie. Do whatever. There's got to be joy in that house. Joy in that house. I want you to study joy. I want you to look at every scripture on joy. I want you to begin to speak joy to yourself. The joy of the Lord is your strength. And that's what's lacking right now. Is that strength? Okay. The joy of the Lord is your strength. Okay. Not anything from the past that was counterfeit strength. Okay. Ho! Oh, God's going to give you the real. You're going to be a woman so full of joy that by next year, you will be dancing like a wild woman in this place. You will, I, I'm, I'm not saying you're going to do cartwheels, but I kind of almost see you doing cartwheels. And so God's going to do more than you could ask or think, more than you could ask or think. And you are going to be one of the main players in watching your granddaughters come back to the Lord. And you're going to you're going to share your testimony at some point. You're going to share all the things you went through, the good, the bad, the ugly. And God is going to use you to watch people be instantly set free in the church from things that keep them bound. And it's going to be amazing. And so begin to see yourself with a future of speaking before this place full more than one time. Being part of a team, part of a team that's going to set people free who are in the church. It's time we deal with the family. Amen? It's time. We're out trying to heal and set everybody free out there when almost the people sitting, you know, all you have to do is have a meeting. If they call a seam, they say, how many are sick? How many are saved? Really born again. Holy Spirit lives in you. Anybody raise their hand? Then, well, how many are sick? And then almost the same amount of people raise their hand. And we want to go out and preach the gospel and watch everybody get healed. Well, that's good. But we better get back in the house. Go out on the streets. Okay, let's go. But you know what he says? Go when you're endued with power. Go when you're endued with power. So we need to spend some time in the house of the Lord, not on just watching. And it's good if you're watching because some of you can't be here. We're, we're also on the radio in eight cities or something like that or different places. I don't know where they are. But here's the bottom line. The Bible says specifically, and you're disobedient if you have not walked your foot into a church where you can be known, where you can share your junk, where God can heal you and deliver. You are out of God's will because he says, do not forsake the fellowshipping together of the saints as many will do in the last days. Ha! COVID was a demonic spirit release to cause people to get happy sitting home in their pajamas and thinking they're participating in church. You're not. It, does it mean you'll go to hell? I hope not. Does it mean that you will have a very difficult time in the last days? Yes. Does it mean you probably won't be the bride? Yes. Does it mean you're probably going to be the ones left down here who have to not take the mark of the beast? Yes. It means you're going to die for your faith because you were lukewarm when God was calling you to be a participant in the things of God and part of his body. So I don't care what demonic spirit is holding you back. You got to quit agreeing with it and get into the church that Holy Spirit brings you to. Amen. I mean, we got to quit playing games in church. I haven't played games ever that I know of, but look how big a crowd we have. But anyhow, <laughs> hey, I got more followers on Facebook. And I've been banned and rejected and restricted and 
we have to do things to even be on there that we're not going to tell you what they are. So anyway, but we're still on there somehow. The last time they restricted me and put me at the end, I had the biggest number of people. We had 37,000 people see us last month. So I'm like, okay, try to restrict me. So see what God does. Amen. You can't restrict him. You know, like go ahead and try. You're in trouble. Anyway, so the message. So the Lord gave me this before. I think he gave me this. Uh, when did we have a meeting? Yesterday. So he gave it to me the night before. And, um, and we t- yesterday we did some intercession in the afternoon. It was really God. And then they ministered last night. And it was super, super really God. And, and the Lord just really prophesied. So these, these, are BF, these are Beauty for Ashes family prophets, just so you know. So, and, and, I, and I just, we want to pray divine protection for them. We want to pray as they walk through different ministries and different things that, that only that which is of the Holy Spirit lands on them. Amen? And the Lord shows some things. And there is something very interesting I saw. You know, in the book of Revelations, it calls Jesus the son of man. It doesn't actually call him the son of man. Do you know that? It calls him one like the son of man. One like the son of man. It always calls him the son of God. It doesn't call him one like the son of God. There's a big difference in being like the son of man and being the son of man. In scripture it says, don't refer to him by the flesh anymore. So in this house, we're not referring to him by the flesh. It is not as amazing that he came as the son of man to destroy the works of the enemy that Adam had given over to Satan. It is amazing that he came, at the, the son of God came, that he could put his divine nature in us so that we could become sons and daughters, not of ministries, but of Jesus Christ and the heavenly father. We are the sons and the daughters of God because he humbled himself and became the son of man and I'm not keeping him in that humble position ever again there's too much doctrine trying to put him in a place equal with us no he came and humbled himself so that he could put us in a place to be equally yoked with him to be his bride that's why I have the divine nature of God in me I am a new creation in Christ Jesus all things are passed away and I'm not going to place him in a position so that I can think he's like me. I'm going to let him have his royal place he's always had as the king of kings and the Lord of lords and the son of God at the right hand of the father. And when you see him, you see God. And so God is going to begin to shake things. He's going to begin. See, I want, (laughs) this isn't about me. This is all about him. Everything is for his glory. Everything we preach should be for his glory. Everything we minister should be. I'm not saying that it is. We're all being matured, right? Aren't you glad we're not mature yet? Because if this is all the church can do in maturity, it is a pretty pitiful thing. You know, you can't really begin to change until you realize you need to. And that's a big problem in the church today. And that's a major problem in our nation. If we already think we've arrived, when Paul, who did mighty feats for the Lord, wrote most of the new covenant, right? When he didn't think he arrived, who do we think we are that we've arrived? Except prideful. I'm just being me. Okay. (laughs) I'm just preaching how he taught me. All right. So let's go to Exodus. Let me see where it's at. 
We're going to look at Exodus 15. I'm going to tell you right where we are, right where we are as a nation. Now, when everyone was saying with this whole mess that's been happening that this was about Moses, I was kind of hoping it wasn't. Because does anybody get what happened after the people got through the Red Sea? Were they in the promised land? No. They took a lot longer than it should have taken to get to the promised land. And by the time they got there, there was only the young generation left. Even Moses didn't get to go in. and He got to go in at transfiguration, but he didn't get to go in then. Why? Because he murmured and complained and gave into the flesh and, and, they, and kept, you know, and the people, the people that came out of Egypt, out of Babylon, out of that whole spirit, they kept looking back to it. And, and we are back, not that we've ever been out of the Bible, but has anybody figured that if you want to say what happened in 2020, God decided, let's put them right back in, in a big way. So we are living in very biblical times. Isn't that exciting? And we can expect to see the same kind of miracles, power, and authority that we saw in the early church, but also that we saw when the glory wasn't even as great with Moses, with David, with Abraham, right? How many know we haven't seen that yet? Yeah. You know, I have be, I've heard people say, well, we have enough power. <laughs> you gotta be kidding me. I mean, if power was electricity, we probably couldn't even light a city. So, so I'm going, I am, and last night was really cool because you kept praying about power. I've been asking God for power for so long, wow. like seriously praying. But he told me, if I give you that power, do you know if God gave us the power that most people are asking for? I don't know, should I say this? Okay. <laughs> we would make Todd Bentley look like a saint, a, a good saint. What am I talking about? He asked for power. He asked for power. He asked for power. He asked for power. And he, and he really was anointed at one point. But then God began to answer his prayer and give him some power. A little more than most people have if you've never really been to his meetings before he fell. But he used the power while he kept sinning and sinned more and got into all the lust of the flesh. He didn't get the deliverance. They offered it to him. I've talked to people who know that Patricia King and different ones, Stacey Campbell, they really tried to get him, and he would never listen. He would never listen. And what he did was lead so many people into deception. We knew way before. We knew way before anybody knew. I mean, I'm saying anybody. We knew. We had to leave meetings that he was at before his fall because it was like walking in garbage. I'm just, I wouldn't plan on saying that, but I did. Because why would you say somebody's name? Because God uses names in the Bible all the time. And even Paul, who killed believers and laughed and took, took their, let them put their clothes around them after he murdered Christians. God had him write almost the, the most of, the majority of the new covenant letters or the real apostolic letters, right? So he could, this man can still repent, but the church needs to help him see he needs to. And I think they are. But that's between him and God. Let me tell you what. Just repenting does it. If you really repent, you don't want the ministry position back. If you really put, repent, then God is going to make you so whole 
that it would take God to put you back into a position that you use to hurt people and to touch his glory. I'm not saying God can't do it. I'm not saying God won't do it. I'm saying that's between God and the people he's dealing with. I can, this is not my message. Lord, this is not the message. All right, somebody needs to hear this. Because number one, who are you to judge another man's servant? For to his master he will stand or he will fall. This is the Lord speaking. And then he says, and I shall make him stand. If you're really born again and you really have a heart for God, no matter how low you go, God will make you stand. So we are to stand on the side of God and believe. Let me tell you, God doesn't take side. He's not, he doesn't have a political affiliate. When you say God's on my side, no, he's not. You get to choose to be on his side. He's like, he never changes. He doesn't waver with opinion. He doesn't waver what's, what's going on. He already knows the exact moment that things are going to happen. He has an appointed time. He has an appointed time. I'll tell you honestly, this is not the appointed time for the return of Christ. Not that he can't come. I've never, he can do what he wants, right? But there is no bride without spot or wrinkle who is yet in full union with Holy Spirit as a corporate body of at least the elect who can cry out from their spirit in perfect unity with Holy Spirit, come, Lord Jesus, come. And until that cry from Holy Spirit, what he's done in the people of God or those who are going to be the bride, until that comes, the Father, the Father's listening for that. The Father is listening for that. The Father sent the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, it's better if I go that the comforter, why is he a comforter? Because we need to be comforted down here. Yeah. <laughs> Why is he the teacher? Because we need some real teaching down here. Why is he? He's everything. And he comes down, not so we can just have a party, though I do enjoy parties. But I have to say, I actually like worship better than parties. If I have to choose between a, when I say worship, I'm not talking about nice slow music. I'm talking about my spirit entering in with the power of God, the love of God, and the oneness of God to go into a place that's so powerful and so glorious and so wonderful that nothing is close to it on planet earth at all. So truthfully, very few have worshiped yet, but we've sang nice little songs and we're starting to get our hearts, especially with this kind of anointing that he brings in and his father brings in where there's a hunger to worship, right? There's a hunger to worship. We were talking, you know, um, um, my, my praise is a weapon, but I don't praise to be a weapon. I praise God because he's God. I recognize who he is. I recognize how good he is. I recognize how true he is. I recognize how wonderful he is. I recognize how glorious he is. And so I praise him. Because I recognize who he is and how powerful he is and how wonderful he is, then the enemy cannot get near me and the prayers of the righteous prevail much. It's the same thing with worship. Oh, it's actually deeper with worship. When you worship him and you become one with him and you enter into that place and you stay in that place and you live in that place, I don't ever come into a meeting trying to find the anointing. I walk into a meeting anointed. I'm not, I'm just telling you, 
That's what it's about. I've entered into that place of rest that everybody's looking for. I'm not boasting. I'm just telling you the truth. Anybody knows me knows this is true. Because I died to me. And God is good at killing you when you try to rise up again. Can we get an amen? It's like, <laughs> he knows. He knows how to get us. And when he does, we need to recognize that he loves us so much that he's drawing us back to focusing on him, to seeing him, to loving him, to lay down everything but him. So where are we right now, I believe? And I'm sure God can give different revelations. He's also given me revelations about Absalom and, um, and um, you know, how there was a coup in the day of David and Absalom, and he gave, he gave me a dream about that and everything. So I'm still waiting for some of that to play out. But, you know, Absalom is destroyed by a Jab, Joab, Joab. And Joab is someone who goes back and forth in opinion. It's someone who could work for one political group and then turn and work for another political group. And they really have no loyalty to, to anything except uh, being their own lives and their own getting by. And, and God's going to use Joab's. And so I call forth the Joabs right now in the name of Jesus to rise up and do what the Lord says. I release over the Joabs in our political system, in every single system from the FBI to, home, to all of it, every, every single system, even in this state, even in Newport News, I call forth the Joabs to have an encounter with God and the fear of the Lord come and the terror of the Lord come to such a place that they cannot stand any longer to hold back what they know and that they're going to come forth in such authority and power that it's not just okay if we win this thing that's trying to be stolen right now. I'm speaking in code. <laughs> but that we get to the truth of what happened before. And I'm not settling for anything less. I'm not, I'm not a Joab. I'm not settling for anything less. And I'm going to keep praying and believing because God is going to be God. He's so big. But right now, we're at this place in Exodus 15. So let's go there. And what translation do we want? Let's just go with them. Um, we'll just go with the literal. All right. Go to 14 first. Jehovah spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the sons of Israel. Let them return and camp. And it's, I don't say all these big names. You can look them up. Actually, I'll do it in that. Then I can say the names of what they mean better than I can pronounce the other names. I could have um, David's wife come up. She's so good at saying those names. All right. So speak unto the children of Israel that they turn in and camp before. And the word is. Basically, um, the mouth of Egypt between this tower in Egypt and the sea. Okay. Anyway, he's telling them to go and encamp by the sea. So Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. Okay. Let me go back to the literal. So we're getting to the place, what has happened in, I believe what is happening prophetically in the church is we did everything we could to break the power of Pharaoh. Okay, those who know how to fight, those who have to, for every place of people 
who have watched the bondage and see the bondage and know that they're silencing us and see all the cameras, see everything. Those people. And so we got to quit fighting each other. The faith movement people have done the best they know to do to, de to declare and to dance and to scream and to yell and to blow horns and everything they're doing to say that, um, that God's Moses of the hour is called by God and, and truly has the strategy to bring us out of Egypt. Talking in code. Okay, you can tell we're in an issue in our nation that I have to talk in code because I'm a minister. But I have the wisdom to talk in code, so who cares? Because we all know the code. And so here we have this Moses figure. I'm not comparing them in every other way to Moses, but God has called him to be a deliverer right now. God has called him to be a deliverer. He's had the strategy. He has gotten before Pharaoh, tyrancy. He's gotten before every spirit that's trying to bring us into bondage to destroy our freedoms. And he has been bold and he has been direct and he has said what God has wanted him to say, right? And a lot of people have been getting free. And we've seen this with things that have changed 174 positions we're just taken that nobody wants to talk about because this Moses for us went in and spent his own money, his own time. He gathered money. He rallied and he had a lot of people who were, J everyone called them Joabs, removed. Once again, a Joab is someone who goes either way. They're fine. They're just looking out for themselves and their careers. Right? Does everybody know 174 different positions in different levels of government have been changed because of strategy from God to the Moses of our day? We also got rid of the, um, well, it seems like they're still trying to work with it, but it seems like a possibility of the worst Jezebel ever to get the position of president just got knocked out of the water because of the strategy God gave to Moses. That's pretty big, everybody. Because now, if for some reason, God gives strategy that removes two people who want to claim Victory in something that they didn't win. They can be removed. And we're not looking at the wicked witch of the West, North, East, or South, from becoming the worst. Worse than the two. Does everybody get what I'm saying? So let's get into the mind of God and see the strategies of God and begin to push the enemy out of our nation instead of running around like a bunch of nuts thinking God hasn't done anything. Okay, so. The Pharaoh will say to the sons of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. Ha, ha, ha. They didn't win this one. They have nowhere left to go. We got enough time now to destroy this nation. We have enough time now to take every freedom, to shut every church, to destroy the economy. We have enough time now to put everything into motion. 
And here goes the Lord. But I will harden his heart, and he's going to pursue you. And I will be honored by Pharaoh and all of his armies. And all the Egyptians shall know that I am God. And I did this. I don't know about any of you, but I've been in trials where if God didn't do something, I couldn't have the victory. Like I personally. I've been in typhoons, second largest in history, first largest at the time, I think one's beat it. A thousand fell to one side, 10,000 fell to the other. I was on the island that was supposed to get hit. And God told me, it's in the Philippines. God told me, go and tell the news reporters nothing's going to happen here. They thought I was crazy. Our group was able to sit outside the whole thing. And somehow we stayed on Facebook. I have no idea. There was no electricity or anything. But our whole group stayed on Facebook. And the only reason we knew what was going on was because of our friends here telling us on Facebook. It's the only time my husband has ever contacted me overseas because the Lord told him, I take care of it. Just don't worry about it. And he doesn't. And it's the only time he's, Cindy, do you know there's a really bad typhoon out there? Like this thing's gigantic. And I, you know, I usually don't say anything, but I hope you're really being careful on this one. <laughs> I did not tell him. It's coming towards us. Because why, why get him to worry? He's home taking care of the kids and stuff. So I said, honey, God's got it. And he did. And I won't get the whole thing. He told us exactly what to do, how to pray, and what we did. And he had it all set up. And it was really took about 10 minutes to win. It was very sad when 1,000 fell and it was on the news. And they said 10,000. Now they toned it down to seven. But who knows what the media is saying. And to live through, to go through that and to see the suffering and the pain and also to see the way some of the American church handled it over there was eye-opening. That's just one thing. Then my son had an attack of the enemy where the devil attacked him with chicken pox and fried his brain, destroyed his liver. Was it liver brain? It's been a long time now. There was something. Oh, liver brain. What was the other thing? Kidneys, yeah, closed down his kidneys. The doctor said he's not going to live. If he makes it through 24 hours, then we may be able to send him home as an invalid, like a two-year-old the rest of his life. This was right after burying our daughter a year before. The devil saying, when are you going to give up on your God? When are you going to give up on your God? God doesn't heal today. And I was desperate. And I, I learned how to oppress it. God, help me. And I got my prayer closet and I went to the courts of heaven before I ever heard any teaching on it. And I saw the Holy Spirit and I just, I said to God, this is your word and this is what you say and this is what you promise. And I didn't make this up. So why did you promise it if you're not going to bring it to pass? And you're not a man that you can lie. And I just put his word in his face and I was really immature back then. We're talking 20, like 29 years ago or something. I'm still immature, but now I at least know it. And I said, God, and I just did the scriptures. I mean, I pointed, all of a sudden, I had an encounter with the God. And if you don't ever have the fear of the Lord with an encounter of God, I question who you're encountering. I never, even when I'm sitting over there and the joy of the Lord, I'm seeing the Lord, and he's having a good time in here today. I still have a reverent fear of him. I still have this thing going, who am I to, this, to, to, to be in your presence like this? Who am I to have such a wonderful, glorious friend? who would come in and share with me and tell me what he's doing and, and have a great time. 
you know what the fear of the Lord really is? It's knowing if I get outside of his will, the devil's going to take me down fast. That's the fear of the Lord. I'm not afraid of God. I'm afraid. I'm not afraid. But the fear of the Lord says, if I just hang out with you and stay with you and do what you want me to do and say yes to you and humble myself before you and get free from everything else, as I just walk with you, that enemy cannot touch me. And there's a reverence there that says, I'm not going to go and do something stupid because I have the fear of the Lord. Does he understand the difference? The fear of the Lord is, I don't want to be outside of his will. Everybody else might cuss. I'm not cussing. Everybody else might drink or get tattoos or do whatever they want to do. Do it. Have fun. That's between you and God. I am stayed at the will of the Lord for my life. To him's given much, much is required. I have much required. You guys, I have to apologize. I want to apologize. Let me say it this way. I want to apologize if I do anything outside of his will. If I hurt anybody and they don't even know it, I will call you and tell you and apologize to you. I will repent right here. I think I repented a bunch yesterday. Because that's a real walk, real fear of the Lord relationship with a real God who knows, Cindy, let's deal with this. Okay. We got people, prophets and true prophets out there saying vile things. Don't listen to them. There's not a single person breathing on the earth today unless they bless me the Holy Spirit, which means they had to go into a deep relationship with God, really know him, really taste of him, really love him like Judas did, and then turn on him for money or for personal fame or something. That's what blasphemy is. That's what it is. So I don't believe even these uh, evil men and women trying to destroy our nation really not necessarily know what they're doing. But I don't think any of them ever tasted of how good God is. So every one of them, we got to repent at any minute. And we need to pray that because God wants their souls. So don't listen to people. And I love some of these people. But I do not agree that it's too late to repent. Thank God you can repent to your last breath. I wasn't going to say that either. But anyway, okay. God is going to do something so that all the world will know that he's real. I don't know what that's going to be. It's not going to be what QAnon says. <laughs> Cindy, Cindy, behave. Just so you know, QAnon is fake news planted by them to make us look stupid and vulnerable. And can I tell you something else? These polls reports that went nuts was planted by them to make us look crazy and nutty. And it stirs up a spirit of false prophecy that was released everywhere. And instead of just repenting and saying, God, give me ears to hear what you want to do, I will. God knows we're not going to get the deep, deep blue states until we get right and strong and walk and take city by city and town by town and take our area for the Lord. And so when they prophesy that a really deep, deep place that's got demonic spirits everywhere is going to turn quickly, don't believe it. Not that God can't do it, but he is teaching our hands to war. See, he's got a bigger picture. His bigger picture is, I'm going to bring forth a bride, and it's time. 
She's going to learn to fight. I used to say, Lord, how can everybody go through all these trials and, and ever us get to this place? He goes, and then all of a sudden I saw 2020. He goes, we're going to all do it together. We're going to do it together. We're going to have ears to hear together. And so right now we're watching this confusion. We're watching these people get to that place. Hurrah, hooray. And I'm not judging or making fun. I was hoping they would all be right. Just so you know, listen to my radio show between now and December 4th. I pre-record them. It doesn't sound like it if you ever listen to them. So I have to be extremely prophetic to act like it's today. And like some people say, I'm in the future. And I wanted to have a big party on the day of last Tuesday. And instead, I couldn't. And then I still didn't have a party, and I still didn't have a party, and I still didn't have a party. And I just did December 4th, and I still didn't have a party. And I would say, well, you know what? Just keep fighting and believing. We know God can give us victory. He did, um, I, hung, I got off the radio show and said, man, that's not what I wanted to hear me say. I would rather be wrong. Now, I never said that. I'm, I'm really careful not to release a curse or, or something, whatever. But when I know we won, I, I did, I'm kind of looking forward to doing the radio program <laughs> next time. Because if I get a yay hurrah, then I'm going to be excited. Now, if I don't, it doesn't mean anything. He may not show me. But he usually does. So it's kind of more, and if you listen to the radio, it'll be more fun now that you know they're pre-recorded. They used to not be. They now make us pre-record them almost a month ahead of time. Yeah. And then I just love the way we've been doing it. So I just zipped into the prophetic and go to that day. And so it's pretty wild. Anyhow. All right. So Lord is hardening Pharaoh's heart. What does the Lord do? The Lord is hardening the hearts of those who are trying to destroy this nation. Doesn't that irk you? But no, God knows what he's doing. And the Lord said, they're going to pursue you. All right. Exodus 14, 5. And it was told to the king of Egypt that the people had fled. And the heart of Pharaoh and his servants was turned as to the people. And they said, what is this we have done? For we have sent away Israel from serving us. In other words, um, we, we got we to gotta do something. We can't let these people ruin our plan. Up All of a sudden, isn't it amazing? Strange things happened on Tuesday, deja vu. And it only happened... And if you did even hear, some places, only the place where people who do not like to murder babies showed up. All of their places to make their voice heard in our republic. The machines weren't working. It's two or three hours wait. So it's over 200,000 even left. And then they're like, okay, well, you know what? You're going to have to go over to that part of town, the part where the people who don't mind killing babies hang out. Talk about um, everything that the enemy accuses us of. If you want to know what they're doing, just see what they accuse us of. Every, everything, every single thing. And so here, now that's not working. Pharaoh's like, we got to stop them. 
We almost had this thing. So let's go and um, do whatever we have to do. If it takes a month, we'll do it for a month. Now, anybody who's awake knows what's happening. But let me tell you what, that spirit of false prophecy, true spirit of false prophecy, is trying to convince everybody. They were already setting everything up for a big fall. They were all, and we, we don't think these people are that smart, but the devil is that evil. But God lets it happen, all right? So everybody knows that. So then we're going to say, okay, why are you letting this happen? And that's where he wants to change us, all right? So here he goes. He prepares his chariots. He takes his people with him. He took 600 chosen chariots. Okay, y'all ready for this? Every time I've been praying to God with any kind of little bit of a moany attitude about all the attacks and all the things going on and all the trials recently, the Lord laughs at me and he says, if you cannot handle the footmen, how can you handle the chariots? Guys, if you couldn't handle 2020, we're just looking at footmen, all right? We hadn't even got to the big guns yet, all right? Is everybody happy now? <laughs> we, we just don't even get it in this nation because we've been so blessed and so spoiled, and I'm thankful to, for that personally, right? But I have walked through the fire. I have walked through so much stuff, and I'm not boasting on what the devil was able to attack me with. I am boasting on how God is so big that he could deliver me from sorrow and grief in a day, that he could heal my son in an instant. By the way, when my son got attacked with the permanent brain, liver, and lung, and all that, it was an instant. After I went to the, my husband went to pray for him with a pastor friend, and um, I went into my prayer closet, and I literally had a closet back then, and I, now I have a whole house. But the bottom line is, when I went before the Lord and got in his face, y'all didn't think I was going to finish that story, and I got in, in the face of God, the Holy Spirit came. I can't see him. He's invisible, by the way. If you ever see the Holy Spirit, something's wrong with your eyes. And he pointed at me because I could see him in the Spirit. I, I never, and he pointed at me. I knew it was him. And he said, ask believing without doubting, and I will do unto you exactly as you ask. And there was this reverent fear, and I knew that my, I had to weigh my words. So I asked for every single thing by name to be changed. There were a couple things I asked for that I didn't even know were wrong with him that the Holy Spirit had showed me were wrong with him. And the doctors hadn't told me yet. And he was instantly healed. And you can read, I think that story's in the end of my book, Joy Comes in the Morning, but there's a, there's a lot of video out there that tells the whole story. God is getting us to a place to get serious with him. All right. Most of you are just fighting footmen. And if they can wear you out, you need more time in the presence of God. You need the joy of the Lord. You need to be able, I mean, I've been, they tried to sue me for what, half a million dollars a couple of years ago here. They tried, I mean, they told me, no, I couldn't have a building after I bought a half a million dollar building. I had to put 300,000 into it. I had $200 in the ministry account or something. We don't have a membership. I don't even know how God does any of it. Honest to goodness, to this day, I do not know how he takes care of everything. We just got done putting a $50,000 AC unit and, um, I just asked God. I said, well, I used to ask you for 30000 a month to always be above what, and now I'm asking for 100000 Well, I just happen to have 100000 so I pay the 50000 Now I'm asking for the 100000 back. And the Lord said, begin to believe to ask for a million in the account all the time. How? 
So that's what I'm beginning to ask for. You, need, you guys need to begin to ask bigger. You might want to write this one down. If you live in a poverty mentality, you really want this book. If you live in a just-get-by mentality, you want this book. This book is written by a Christian, but you can only tell because he uses spiritual laws. And the book that I read before this, to get to this book, he was a Christian, but you could only tell by spiritual laws. Um, but this guy, as soon as I opened this book up a couple days ago, power God hit me so hard. And the presence of God was all over me. He goes, now read this. Last time he did this, I went from a little tiny rented place to buying a half a million dollar building and, with no money and another $300,000 of repairs with no money. And, um, no, and they wouldn't, city, wouldn't even let me, city wouldn't even let me have a meeting here for about eight months. So what did I do? God said, put in a thrift store. So we had a thrift store. It was a great outreach. We, didn't even have, we had to go to a park and have a meeting while we had a building sitting here. Lord help us. Anyhow. And we, we did all this building ourselves. This was a horrific garage. There was no, nothing up there. There was no insulation. There was no site. There was nothing. It was a real nasty building. And every person became a team. We didn't hire anything out. I don't think we hired almost anything out. Every one of these rafter things were filthy, filthy, dirty. And Karen and I were in here up on a, whatever you call those high things and in shorts and a bathing suit top, just to be honest, I wouldn't do that today. <laughs> it was a while back. It was no air condition in August and we cleaned every one of those by hand. You know what? The church has gotten lazy and the church has gotten it to be all about her and the church had better humble herself and begin to serve in the church again like they do in nations that don't have money because it brought together a team that was powerful. And let me say this, if you, if you lead anything, if you're not willing to do it, then don't ask somebody else to. God, God's going to strip the church of all this fancy mess that makes us like the world. And we're going to be happier. But won't that be fun? All right. He took 600 chosen chariots and all the chariots of Egypt and the officers over all of them. And Jehovah hardened Pharaoh's heart, hardened Pharaoh, king of Egypt's heart. And he pursued, so, so, so Pharaoh pursued the sons of Israel and the sons of Israel were going out with a high hand. And the Egyptians pursued them and they overtook them camping by the sea. All the horses, all the chariots, all the horsemen and his army came to that place of the sea. And Pharaoh came near. And the sons of Israel raised their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians were pulling up after them. They were greatly afraid. This is where we are right now, I believe. This is where we are right now. So many people really believed that this last thing that just happened, that should have been as easy as the thing that happened before. And the same demonic prince over this nation. Sorry, I'm not sorry, but you know, <laughs> got to go after those princes. It's trying to pull the same thing. And, and, and everybody's like, oh, what do we do now? Because you're either going to have to shut up 
go into hiding, watch the church come under uh, the same kind of control you see in communist nations, realize there will never be voting again. I mean, most people aren't so asleep. If the church wasn't asleep, the church could have done this, and God's waking up the church. See, my, my whole thing in all this has always been knowing God the way I know God, to know how he really feels about sin and how he feels about the filth in this nation and how he feels about the perversions that we have released more than any other nation, even though we've cut back on how many missionaries we're sending. We don't have any trouble sending out pornography and garbage and letting IT come in and destroy our nation. We have no trouble as long as we have some money and we have some things, and God is going to shake the church, which is also going to cause the nation to be, a sh to be shaken. He's shaking us. There's nothing we're watching right now that you don't see in the church. We just watched all the different prophets and all the different ministries and all the different streams fighting each other, right? Right? Oh, maybe if you don't, if you only pay attention to one stream, then you don't know. If you get out of your bubble and start to look at, oh, look what, the, oh, they're mad at them. And oh, they're having, they put a letter out to say, don't let them in your church. And oh, they're saying they're false because they said that. And there's, and I'm sitting there going, wow, this is kind of interesting, Lord. All the prophets are whamming each other. And what's happening now in the world? Let's get everybody getting, you know who, the Moses fighting someone else who God's raised up and let's get so much division. Let's get so much going on. Let's call the people in the church who follow after this. Let's call them, um, uh, what do we call, um, nationalist. They want to put America first. I probably just got my restriction thing hit. I want to tell you how I got on, but anyhow, I don't even care, okay? Everybody just switch over to Rumble or, or somewhere else where there's still some liberty left. But anyway, does everybody get what I'm saying? We're watching. The, the, nothing's come in. Yeah, I mean, even before anything came in, the enemy's attacking with confusion and fear and trying to bring division and trying to stop. Get Who cares what happens in two years? Because it doesn't matter if what happens now doesn't happen now. Do you think two more years is going to... Uh, I mean, prayer will do something, but it's going to be a rough two years. We'll just know that unless we prevail now. All right, so Pharaoh came near and the sons of Israel raised their eyes and behold, the Egyptians were pulling up after them. They were greatly afraid and the sons of Israel cried to Jehovah, can we at least cry to God? Can we at least quit with the itchy ear preaching, prophesying, decreeing, declaring and ask God, what do we do? God's very clear what we need to do. If my people called by my name, Christians, would humble themselves, humble yourself. God, show me me. Show me where I'm part of the problem. Show me what I've done. Show me what my thinking's wrong. Show me the doctrine I've learned that's wrong. Show me the things that I don't understand about you. God, show me where I control people. Show me, show me, show me me. That's humbling yourself. And then if we would be seeking his face, God, I just want you. I just want to know you. I'm not afraid. No matter what, you'll take care of me. God, whatever I have to walk through, you'll get me through it. I'm seeking your face. I just want to see you. I don't want to see anything else but you. And then in that place of humbling myself and then seeking his face, all in the same process, 
He will show me my wicked ways. I don't need to know about the wicked ways of people 200 years ago. This isn't about their wicked ways, you guys. This is about our wicked ways. This is about our stereotyping. This is about us not getting real. This is about us running after money and letting our kids go to hell. This is about us. And most of the prophetic right now just wants to blame this on something in the past. I know there's real demons. I just bought the book by Jonathan. How do you say his name? Kind of. I even got audio. Because we're going to go over that in intercession. Because he knows the names of the pagan gods. And in those names are some real answers. And those things are destroying our kids. What used to happen when they were 16, 17, and 18, having sex, getting suicidal, getting hooked to drugs, is happening at 11, 12, and 13, even in the church. Some even in this church. We're going to go after it, okay? I've had it, all right? I've had it. We have sat there being too busy with our jobs and with our this and that and with our that and everything else. And you know what the Lord told me? He said, if you want to save the kids in this church, then save the Newport News area from these spirits. You're asking the parents to go and keep fighting this thing, and the kids keep fighting this thing, instead of taking down the stronghold that's bringing this garbage into their school systems. So if anybody thought prayer's over, you're wrong. And they said to Moses, Exodus 14, 11, we're there, okay, right? This is what people are saying now already. We're not even, you know, we haven't even got the numbers and they're starting to come in. It's amazing how they always come in a certain way if for some reason people don't know how to count. We have the technology to know. You know how you do, y'all don't do this. I don't blame you, but if you ever watched American Idol or something like that, and they vote like that night. I don't vote, but I watch this. I like talent sometimes. They know by the end of that night, millions of votes. Do you know there wasn't that, that many votes like that in the midterms compared to other things, even in big cities? And yet we're on day how what? And we don't know and what? And how do we know and what? And what do we do and what? If anybody doesn't get that something smelly is going on, then you are asleep or worse you're woke <laughs> anyway <laughs> and they said to Moses where weren't there any grave wasn't there enough wasn't there enough problems before this weren't there graves that you have taken us away to die in the wilderness you're making us look stupid you're getting the church in color S trouble why don't we just leave all this alone and just go along with them at least we could have our little youtube channels and have our little facebook following and as far as we know you know uh you know we, we can work from home we're okay you know they'll put us close enough to a grocery store and no matter we'll be okay you know that's like china We need to get our forefathers' understanding of give me liberty or give me death. But let's just wimpify the men. Let's cut off children's body parts. Oh, this is going to really get me in trouble. Let's just cut off children's body parts, pump them up with hormones, and do Frankenstein stuff that Hitler himself probably didn't do as bad. Let's just bow our knees to antichrist let's just bow our knees to Baal. let's just bow our knees to all these demonic spirits let's be okay if our kids watch this and that you know what it the church needs to pull together 
Because the same mess is happening in Christian schools. What, you're supposed to take your little kid? I mean, I'm almost saying, let's all go be Amish. <laughs> it's better than having, they're making parents pay to cut their own children's body parts off and finding them if they won't call them something that they're not. You know the problem with the church? Until it's in our own homes, we don't pay much attention. And Satan is subtly bringing this in to our own homes. I know this is happy preaching, isn't it? This is a wake-up. This is not sad because God... He wants us to humble ourselves. He wants us to admit we've been too busy. He wants us to admit we're too much about social lives. He wants us to admit we think about our own stuff more than we think about him and his kingdom. He wants us to ask him for help. So they go on. They go, why have we even done this? Why are we really? This is where people are, why even fight this? We'll never win. This is what the enemy is stirring right now, right? Right? Uh, for those who are, just don't ever pay attention to anything. Okay, well, I'm too spiritual. You know what? You better pay attention. It's a church that hasn't paid attention. I'll just be honest. It's a church that hasn't paid attention that's got us in this mess. Yeah, let's just, let's just all run off and hang out with God and let the whole world go to hell. It's okay. I won't go to hell. I might even have enough authority to protect my own family. Do you know God doesn't even want people who want their babies murdered to go to hell? There's a real reason why they're okay with their babies being murdered. And it's not because they're evil, evil, horrible people. It's because they've been lied to. They've been hurt. Spirits have brought them in. There's so much fear. There's so many other things involved. We've got to get off our high judgmental horses, humble ourselves, and begin to be the answer and to bring light into darkness. And we can't do that until we get off of our high horses and really understand what people are going through i i don't have time to tell you have to hear come on um tuesday i think janelle's gonna tell her testimony again a little bit but or listen to last tuesday nights it was powerful how god helped me to understand what black america a generation before me and and maybe some even in my generation what black men have gone through after slavery what they've gone through to take care of their families, how much fear there is. It was amazing. I had a, um, I was doing a healing the brokenhearted place in Janelle, and I actually, in, I, I was in heaven. I was bodily in the room in Nagshead at the retreat, but my spirit and my eyes and my ears were in heaven, and I saw her father, which we were thankful he was there because he used to beat her, and we saw him there, and the Lord showed us his heart that he was trying to take care of five kids. He had to work three jobs. He was afraid if anything happened, he would lose that job, and here she came in the store and picked up some candy off the floor, and all he could think is, they're going to accuse me for stealing. They're going to do something, and so he beat her. He really beat her hard, and it blocked her up, and it hurt her, and it closed her down, and it made her hard to trust God, and it made her hard to ever speak and Holy Spirit took us there. And Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ spoke uh, prophetically through me as he healed a broken heart. He said, I will never do that to you. I took the beatings. I took the beatings so you could forgive. I took the beatings so you could be free. 
And as the Lord was doing this inner healing and pouring his love and we were all boohooing, all of a sudden, this had never happened to me before, all of a sudden, I saw her father in heaven. I didn't see his face. I saw him kind of think I kind of bent down, but I knew in the spirit was her father. And I heard her father's conversation to the Lord and he was weeping. These are the tears that God's going to wipe away. And he's saying, Thank you, Jesus, for healing her so she can forgive me. Thank you, Jesus, for healing her. I love her. And all of a sudden, I begin to speak. I didn't channel, okay? I'm not into all that counterfeit garbage the devil does. But I begin to speak, and the Lord let me speak what he was saying. It was Holy Spirit speaking through me what he was saying, but it was the same as if he was saying it. Do you understand what I'm saying? And get out of our boxes. And I began to, to share the heart of her father came through now that he's with Christ, now that he's whole, now that he's free. And he's crying through me to her by Holy Spirit, okay, and saying, I love you. I love you, Janelle. I'm so sorry what I did to you. I was so wrong. Thank you for forgiving me. Thank you for forgiving me. And the presence of God was so strong. And the Lord was sharing, you know, it's because he didn't know how to take care of five kids. It's because of the racism and the hate in the nations. It's because of the lies. It's because, and all of a sudden my heart was, was just full of love for the black American men who have been fighting. This fear of losing their jobs, fighting this fear of losing their families, fighting this fear of not being treated right. And I said, God, whatever it takes, let me be part of setting them free. Let me be part of setting them free. Let us be part of setting people free. Let me tell you, the KKK person who's so racist, he has the same kind of pain. He has the same kind of fear. He has the same kind of bondage. This isn't about taking sides. This is about setting people free. Setting Biden free. Getting rid of the bitterness in Obama. Come on, you know Biden's bitter. His wife died, his kids died. You know Obama's bitter. He was biracial and put down and had a Muslim father somewhere and had another thing and had a white mom that he didn't seem to even want to say a word about. Let's be real. These people are wounded, wounded, wounded people. And God is not saying he's given up on them. And I just break the power of every prophet who's spoken that. Get over yourself and defending your stance and declare, get the heart of the God, get the heart of our God so you can prophesy. Janelle's going to tell what the Lord showed her about me in this church and it's very nice because people don't want to try to like me. I wonder who's behind that. They said to Moses, okay, so then they're like, what are you doing? And he goes, is this not the word which we spoke to you in Egypt saying, go away from us. Let us go ahead and serve the Egyptians for it is good for us to serve the Egyptians than to die in the wilderness. And Moses said to the people, do not be afraid. All right, here we go. All right. 
Okay, we're praying this and releasing this right now that the Moses of this hour and all the other Moseses, all those deliverers, all those that are called to be strengthened by God, that they would rise up right now and not be a part of the confusion, not be a part of that. God would just right now, Lord, we just speak right now. We just, Lord, you said we can be somewhere else by the spirit. We see Paul doing that. So Lord, we go right now by the spirit to these Moseses Ho! who are hurting so much right now, who Lord, they've given everything. They can't understand what's going on and they're feeling the attacks and they're feeling that everything the enemy has in them is rising up and we speak right now be bound all those demonic forces within them be bound in the name of Jesus until they have an opportunity to know you better Lord we take authority over every spirit trying to prove something and make these people prove something. Every spirit that's trying to attack and cause division. We take authority over you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and we bind you. We will not permit you to operate now. These men of God, from the babies to the, oh, just a little, none of them. I haven't seen a politician yet who's very strong in God. So, Lord, we take authority for our nation over these things that are rising up. And, Lord, we thank you that one day these people will bow their knee before you and they'll see those things destroyed. But right now, we refuse to let those things destroy your plan. Oh, we refuse. We, as those called to intercede and to pray, we stand in the gap right now in Jesus' name. So, Father, we declare now that these Moseses, those who've been called for this battle, for your purposes, that they would say, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. Right now, I break the power of fear off of every person about what could happen if the enemy gets to do his plan. We break off fear in the name of Jesus. We break off fear also about those who are so afraid if God does have his plan because they don't understand what's going on. Do you understand what I'm saying? We come against the spirit of fear everywhere that it's operating. Oh! Whoa! How about being at a prayer meeting? <laughs> oh, we're a house of prayer. What about that? We take authority over the fear that is attacking those who have looked to a political party their whole life to take care of them. And we speak over them now, look to Jesus. We look to everyone who's looking to a political party to take care of them, left or right or in between, to look to Jesus. And we speak that now in the name of Jesus. This is going to draw every eye to Jesus. God is going to work in every heart, no matter which side people are on. God does not have a side. God is the one we're going to side with. And we know the issues that God would absolutely say no to. And we've been voting. Believers who've been healed and mature have been voting based on those issues. And the ones who haven't, who are believers, they're just voting out of fear and hurt and things they've been taught and things that really were good in the past. So quit throwing stones at each other. Let's pray for each other. Let's pray that God does something amazing in the church and in the nation. So we speak against all this fear. Now, for those 
who are being led out of bondage and they know you're in bondage, for those who are being led out of a land where they're trying to put you into deeper slavery, those who've already felt like they've been in justice and in slavery, those who are really looking for God's strategy to walk in freedom, not bondage. See, bondage is like, okay, we'll just be on welfare forever. Bondage is, okay, somebody else pay for this. Bondage is, okay, we'll just, we'll just get by with this little dumpy little place with roaches running all around and barely getting by and wondering how to make it. We're just going to live like this, and we're going to call that being taken care of. People, God can really know how to take care of us. I'm like, he takes care of me so well, I can't even believe it. I don't even try. I'm not boasting. I'm just like amazed. Somehow I have three houses. He promises he'll even give you houses. I mean, I'm just like, and we didn't even try. It was no strategy of my husband and I. We weren't trying. He's amazing. He's got one of my houses making more money than I make here, which isn't, it's still good, but it's not, you know what I'm saying? It's like, how did you do that? He goes, because you should be making this and you don't want to take it from the people there. So I'm going to give it to you here. Plus I get a beach house. And powerful reach. How amazing is God? I'm not boasting. I'm telling you, look to him. This bondage of slavery have people feeling like we'll never get by. Well, no, you won't get by if you keep serving Pharaoh. It's not, the answer isn't let's all become servants to Pharaoh. So there's one elitist group who get to live like they think they're something. That's not liberty and justice for all. We're going to bust through this thing, you guys. We're going to bust through this thing. Do you know how few churches could sit there with, inter, with interracial groups like we are and be talking like this? Do you know how few churches are talking about anything important? Well, let's go back and look at this. Well, you know, there won't even be that to look at if we don't fight this. They will, they will take our Bibles. You better hide a few that aren't on um, technology. Let me be, do better. Get it in your heart. But hide a few too. Let's pray we don't have to go there. But nobody knows what the church is going to do yet, do we? Or when? All right. Take your stand. Did everybody get that? What am I doing this morning? Led by Holy Spirit. I'm taking a stand. I'm taking a stand for what God has for this nation, for what God has for his church. See the salvation of the Lord. The word salvation means deliverance. He's not talking here about them getting saved, right? This is back in Moses' day. He's saying, watch God do this. But what, what, there were two key principles That'd be nice if every church was preaching this morning. One, don't be afraid. Deal with your fear. Go get healed from fear. You know, whatever it takes, get in the word. We can't be afraid. And what's the other thing we can't? What else did he just say? We have to take a stand. We have to take a stand for righteousness. We have to take a stand for godliness. We have to take a stand for liberty and justice for all because that's what God called this nation to. We have to take a stand. How many know the ones I consider our heroes in this hour are the ones who've been taking a stand? I'm not going to attack the heroes right now. I don't have to compare the heroes. I'm just thankful for every hero. 
I'm praying that they put one of the heroes in to take the place. I probably shouldn't say what I said before, so I won't. Well, I will say, of the person who has a witchcraft spirit who just got bounced out, there are people who are heroes who could take the place. And then they get to decide what comes up for a vote. They get to decide a lot. And there's somebody right now who everybody thinks is going to have that place, but if that person has that place, we're back to Joab. We need a fighter in there, don't we? Well, I'm going to tell you what, to cross the Jordan, <laughs> there is somebody named Jordan who's a fighter who could be in there. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Some of you do, some of you don't. Well, there's a fighter called Jim Jordan. And he is the second possibility to take over that house. How? So if we're going to pray, let's pray that the fighter, that the Moses, that the one with strategy, that's going to put something in there. Now that's going to go against the Joabs and that's going to go against every, but how about we go against it in prayer? You're like, how does she know so much about politics? God keeps making me learn all this. I don't even try. I just gave you something to seriously pray about between now and I guess in January. You don't have to be here to pray it. You have to get all the Joab out of your heart. Could be in double-minded. Job's a double-minded person who God can give nothing to. Okay, everybody got that? Job is double-minded. God can't bless a Joab in that position. He can't give anything to a double-minded person. So we need to pray that somebody who will take a stand gets that position. And we also need to pray divine protection for that person. So if we don't, we'll take care of that. We, we literally have a place back there that's been there for four years now with all these. We used to have all these little army men up here, and we did all this prophetic stuff. And then I thought it was going to be fast. And then after a couple of months, I'm like, well, you know, we got to get all these army men, these little toy army men off of here. So we, but we knew we couldn't, we knew we couldn't undo what we did. So we literally had to get them off of here without them uncovering. It was just a whole prophetic thing. And so we gently moved them all into this, I don't know, they're on something something stiff, and then we had to take them in the office, and then we literally put them in a nursery crib. So, man, they're in the crib, you know what I'm saying? And so then we put American flags and stuff over them and all this, and every time God gives us somebody else to divinely protect, not one person on that divinely protect thing God has given us, not one of them has died from suicide. That's another, anyway, or anything else. So we need to make sure that that name is in there. All right. And that's going on, what, five years or <laughs> something? Oh. All right. Take your stand and see this. I, I preach a lot of other things too. If you don't believe me, join our mentorship or partnership. I preach on the gifts of the spirit and the glory of God. And I preach on all these really fun things too. Okay, just so you know. All right. Take your stand and see this. Now, here's the part I love. Take your stand, see the salvation of the Lord, get faith for that, which he will prepare for you today. Today. 
always have today faith. If you have future faith, it's not faith. When I was believing for my son's healing, every single time I went into the doctor's office, no matter how bad he looked, every single time I was believing for the doctors to see that something had changed. And over and over, it even looked worse sometimes. Not one time, not even one time, not one time did I back down and give up believing. I'm not going to give up believing now. I'm going to persevere. I don't care what people say about me. I learned that a long time ago. I care what God says about me. For as you see the Egyptians today, you will not continue to see them again forever. Jehovah will fight for you, and you can be silent. I believe we might really be close to a place where we just have to stand. We've done all to stand, right? We've done all we know to do. Do whatever he shows you. What does that mean? That means now he has to do it. See, they had to get to that place where God has to do this. And we've persevered. There's been people, believers, really believing for, you know, going on how many years? From one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing, right? And then when he says you can stand, you can stand. And then you watch the devil back down. When you stand, when you get to that place of standing, you know that you know. And you know the enemy can't win no matter what he tries. So God is telling the church, we have to get to this. See, I can stand on this already. I'm standing. I'm sharing with you because God's going to have some of you at the place. You know, I can stand. I really have done what he showed me. I really believe I'm going to stand. Take your stand. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will prepare for you today. For as you see the Egyptians today, you shall not continue to see them again forever. Jehovah will fight for you and you can be silent. And Jehovah said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Speak to the sons of Israel, let them pull up their stakes. You raise your staff, stretch out your hand over the sea, divide it so that the sons of Israel may go in the midst of the sea on dry ground. Dry ground. And behold, I am making strong the heart of the, God is making them keep attacking. Don't you love that part? I'm sure Moses was thrilled about that. Oh, thank you, God that you're going to make this so desperate and so crazy. Do you know how hard it would be to walk out when you see two big walls of waves? Like, like, are we still trusting God? What if these waves collapse on us? What if this is just something that's kind of happening? The, I, I heard this teaching. I never thought this before, but it was good. The Egyptians thought they were opening that for them. The Egyptians thought, oh, they're letting us be able to pursue them. That's what I heard. I, I don't know that scripture proves that out. But whatever happened, they were so hard-hearted. They're like, we're going to get them. And they, maybe they didn't even notice. But God was calling a people who was believing him more than anything else. How, I mean, I'm going to tell you this. I believe more than anything else, our nation is not going to fall to communism. I believe it. I believe it. I believe we're going to be shaken. I believe we're in the days of shaken. I believe we're in the days of Jacob's troubles. But I do believe 
that this nation has a remnant of people who've really been praying, maturing, and crying out to God and growing in God that God has heard our cries. And I believe that God is about to show people how big he is and yeah. not what man can do. Yeah. Okay, we have re-entered. Now, I've already seen this kind of thing a little bit. I mean, I have taste of it. Like I see a gigantic typhoon. It doesn't hit us, but it's right there. I mean, I have seen it. I've seen the Lord raise the dead. I've seen it. I've seen, I've tasted and seen of what's coming to the body of Christ. And I've only seen a small portion. But I believe. Most of the church doesn't believe yet. Most of the church is in pretended faith or they don't even have faith. Their doctrine is so bad they're not even supposed to have faith. But God knows how many. He's caught. All he requires each of us to do, do you know this? He requires each of us to go one place deeper in him. He, he doesn't expect me to be where somebody else is that I'm not. He doesn't expect you to be where you're not. So don't get this. This isn't about your works. This is about your obedience right? This is, okay, God, I'm going to do this. This, let me see this. Covering's not going to work in this one. Covering doesn't work anyway. You can't look at leaders and prophets and what they're saying because they're saying it. Say, oh, it's got to be fine. No, you've got to humble yourself. You've got to hear God. You've got to walk with God. You've got to have Holy Spirit discernment and say, yes, God, I receive this. This is from you. Itchy ear preaching days are over. All right. All right. So he says, they will go after you. But I will get the honor from Pharaoh and his armies through his chariots and his horsemen. As the Egyptians shall know, they're going to know I am the Lord and my being honored through Pharaoh, through his chariots and through his horsemen. As wild as it, this is for us to believe, I think God has shown up in America. And I think God is doing something to say everybody I get the glory. And that scares the heebie-jeebies out of us because the heebie-jeebies need to be out of us because we don't like it when we get to a place where we really need a supernatural divine invention, uh, intervention from God. Right? Right? Come on, I don't like any of this. You wouldn't like it if you got a bad report and there's no hope like Caleb and Talia got. Right? You wouldn't like it. I didn't like it when I got the bad report from it. I needed an intervention from God. God is causing the entire body of Christ who are, who are understanding what's going on, to recognize we need an intervention from God. And we need an intervention that they're going to know he's real. And I have no idea what that's going to look like. But that's okay, right? Because he's God. So we can, we have to trust like Moses trusts. We had to trust those people who kept on walking right in the supernatural way that God was making, okay? So he goes on and he says, um, and the angel of God withdrew the one going before the camp of Israel and he went behind them. All right, so this is cool. There was an angel of God that led Moses to that place. 
So right now, in the name of Jesus, I'm coming in agreement for the release of the angel of God that's in charge of this whole assignment. Who's been leading us, who's been leading the church, who's been leading those who are hungry to now come behind us to protect us from all the plans of the enemy to destroy us right now. To protect the Moseses in this. Because you're going to see what what happened is, oh, this is so good, you guys. What happened is right when they thought they had them, right when they thought we can get them now, this angel of the Lord came in and caused like this, this cloud kind of thing. And all of a sudden, they couldn't see them. You know what? We're going to believe right now that all of a sudden the strategies of the enemy that they think have been working, that looks like it has been working, that actually seemed to work in 2020, all of a sudden they're not going to be able to see what God's people are up to. They're not going to be able to see this result that they were thinking. They're not going to be able to be having their parties. They're not going to be able to be shouting their victories. All of a sudden, right now, how many agree? How many feel the presence of God? I believe an angel of the Lord, who's been assigned to this whole thing, who's in this whole thing, is right now changing positions and going behind us as we stand to completely stop the enemy from seeing what's going on, how to do it, or having any understanding about what God is doing right now. And it came between the camp of Egypt and the camp of Israel, and it was cloudy and dark, and it lit up the night, and this one did not come near to that one all night. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea and Jehovah caused the sea to go back by a strong east wind and night and he made the sea dry and the waters divided. Now, Lord, we do not know how you're going to do this one. We do not know. We see Moses involved. So Lord, I thank you right now in the name of Jesus for every Moses involved, those who are the deliverers in this, those who have strategies from heaven in this, every one of them, Lord, right now, we thank you for you showing them what to do, for you showing them how to glorify you, for you showing them the way of escape. And we thank you for that. Because you actually used the obedience of Moses to declare your miracle to get the people to follow into a place that seemed impossible, depending on you, but yet full of wonder, what's going to happen? How can we walk here? How is this going to turn out okay? And the sons of Israel came to the middle of the sea on dry ground. They came into the middle of what God is doing to prepare his people to listen to him. The waters being a wall to them from the right and from the left. And the Egyptians pursued and all the horses of Pharaoh came after them, his chariots, his horsemen into the middle of the sea. And it happened in the morning watch that Jehovah looked on the camp of the Egyptians in the pillar of fire and cloud. He confused the camp of the Egyptians. So Lord, we thank you for confusion right now, leaving the camp of your people and entering to the camp of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. So much confusion, Lord. All this thing that they think they have and they think, I thank you right now 
that there is coming confusion and they're not going to have any idea and all their plans of manipulation control and all this false thing they've set up right now is coming under confusion in their camp and breaking it off of the people who've been buying into it and fighting. And the Lord took off the wheels of their chariots and made them drive with difficulty. So Lord, right now we thank you that we're about to see this process of their chariots, what they were doing to win this thing, what they were doing to destroy our nation. All of a sudden, it's going to be really difficult for them. All of a sudden, the wheels of stealing a you-know-what is not going to be simple. All of a sudden, this thing that looks like they got it is not going to be simple. It's just not going to be simple. It's just going to be really difficult. It's like riding a chariot without wheels. All of a sudden, the wheels of this plan of the enemy has lost its authority and power by the hand of God. By the hand of God, the wheels of this plot of the enemy have lost their power to do what they're trying to do in the name of Jesus. Ha! Ha! I believe we're going to see that. I believe we're going to see it in things that are going to be found out. I believe we're going to see it in things that you're going to begin to orchestrate against this plot of the enemy. And the Egyptians said, I will flee from the face of Israel of Jehovah because the Lord is fighting for them against the Egyptians. I thank you, Lord. These people are going to know. Just so you know, a lot of these people are in witchcraft, okay? So they understand the spirit realm more than most Christians. And they're going to recognize when they can't do what they want to do. So right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we release, Lord, we, whew, we thank you for your angels being released. And Father, we come and agreement is touching and we forbid with the keys of the kingdom, we forbid these witchcraft, these cantations, these things these Satanists are doing, these things these people are seriously doing. We right now come against every spirit that's being released by these people and we stop it and bind it in the name of Jesus. Whoa. We bind it in Jesus' name. We take authority. Lord, you say whatever we bind on the earth, you bind in the heavens. Thank you for the angels right now that are being released to perform this. Thank you for the angels that are being released right now against every bit of witchcraft that's operating against this nation and for this chariot to go forth to destroy your freedoms and liberties. And I thank you for it, Lord, right now in the name of Jesus. I thank you for it. Right now, Lord, I thank you there are witches and there are Satanists and there are people operating demonic Christian, even false Christianity right now and all of a sudden it's powerless, 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 powerless. And all they have left is what they can do oh, as powerless humans. Whoa. And I thank you, Lord, right now, your angelic host is being released by you, the, the, the king. You are the commander of the host. This is your war. These are your angels. They're not ours. They're your angels. They only perform your word, not our word. And they go forth and do what you have called forth. And I believe, I know that you have me to do this today. So I thank you, God. I thank you, God. And Jehovah said to Moses, stretch out your hand over the sea. Let the waters return on the Egyptians, on their chariots, on their horsemen. And Moses stretched out his hand over the sea, and the sea returned in its usual flow. At the turning of the morning, the Egyptians were fleeing to meet it. And Jehovah spoke, shook off the Egyptians into the middle of the sea. And the waters returned and covered the chariots and the horsemen together with all the army of Pharaoh, those going after them into the sea, and not even one was left among them. So Lord, I speak right now. That whatever you're going to do in our day and hour, 
Father, that right now, every one of those demonic spirits operating in those people have lost their authority. And Father, they are all going to lose that power to destroy this nation. And we thank you, Lord, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers in high places where you have already gained all the victory. And we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to stop here, but I'm going to say this. All right, so let's get ready, because however long this is going to play out, it's going to play out. But we are going into the wilderness as the, of the, as the church. Okay, they did not go into the promised land. And why am I telling you that? Because I want to be in the wilderness led by God and not in slavery led by the enemy. And why are we going into the wilderness? Because we need to lean on our beloved. Yeah. We need to die to everything that's not of Christ. And that's, I believe personally, that's going to be a season of winning this nation back as we change, as we get whole, as we fall in love with God, as yeah. we care about each other, as we do the things God would have us to do. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Because this stuff where everybody's, now they did celebrate. So we're going to end today's service. Did, did we do, we did the love offering, right? If you didn't, do the love offering now right before we do this because I want you guys to do however. We're, we're going to do like Marion's song where the horse and rider castings. You can do one like that. You can do that one. You can do whatever you want. You see what I'm saying? Because um, I feel this. And so we're going to acknowledge that God is delivering his church from tyrancy, right? But we're going into the wilderness. Now, we don't know how long we got to cross because it's a big church and everybody at different places. But how many know we're going to cross? And I believe those in here were crossing first. I think others are crossing first. But we're not going to put a time limit on when others are going to cross. Right? But God's going to give us that opportunity, I believe, in the next two years to be crossing over and bringing the rest of the church in. So we're going to intercede and pray for our brothers and sisters to really encounter the living God and get free from the bondages that are in the church. So I'm, that's just what he put on my heart. And so far, everything about any of this he's put on my heart has come to pass. I'm, not, I, I'm trying not to have an opinion. You always prophesy through your opinions. I always tell God, well, hey, I want you to believe this. I said, well, I, that's my opinion. He said, well, it's okay. It's mine too this time. We have to get to a place where we don't have opinions because our opinions speak to us. And most of these people aren't false prophets. Most of these people are prophesying through opinion. Don't call people false that are prophesying through opinion. False is when they're operating out of a wrong spirit with a wrong motive to destroy the body of Christ. And I don't know of any of the prophets that I personally know or know of who are purposely trying to destroy the body of Christ, right? Now, if you love this teaching, then you better say you love this teaching. Then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.